We all need support. You need support, especially in transition. So whether you're just starting to think about your career transition or already knee deep in it, actively networking and searching for roles, or if you're on the other side of it and recently just started a new role, in any one of those situations, you need support because career transition can feel lonely. Yeah. Welcome to You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. You are ambitious in life and in your career, but something is missing. You want to bring more of your passion to what you do, because let's be honest, you pour a ton into your work and it needs to mean more. I'm your host, Laura Eigel. I'm a mom, wife, PhD, coach, advocate, introvert, and indoor rowing fanatic. I'm passionate about living a life that's in line with my values. We'll give you the actionable tips and tools you need to lead with your values, make a difference, and have career success. The world needs more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. Your leadership belongs there. You belong in the C-suite. Recently, a senior leader in an organization told me that she loves how I help people find their way. And I think that's a really great way to put it. Career transition can be a lonely place and it's all about finding your way and finding their way is a common theme that my clients have. They may not ask this specific question, but when you boil it down, they are asking this, should I stay or should I go? Sometimes this question is about a specific role. Sometimes they're asking about the whole company. Am I ready to move on to my next thing or when should I move on to the next thing? I've identified five categories within this question. Should I stay or should I go? Whatever the answer is to that question, you need a plan. So I've built out five different action plans according to the paths that my clients have taken to answer these questions. Are you aligned? Are you heading for burnout? Are you already ready for your next job, but maybe you just need a confidence boost? Have you already made the decision to leave, but you just haven't pulled the trigger yet? Or should you stay in place and continue to grow? Find out which category fits you and get the free action plan to take your intentional step in your career. Take the should I stay or should I go quiz now and download your customized action plan at thecatchgroup.com slash quiz. That's thecatchgroup.com slash quiz. Welcome to this week's episode of the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. I have loved talking about career transitions, and this is our fourth and final episode of our career transition series. The first episode of the series started out with asking the question that has been on the minds of many of my clients. Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay at this company or in this job, or should I go to the next job or company? And in that episode, we talked about the five categories of leaders that were asking that question. So are they misaligned? Are they heading for burnout? Are they already ready for their next role, but they don't believe it just yet? Or are they already ready and they've already made that decision, but they just haven't pulled the trigger yet? Or should you stay and grow in your current company and in that role? Which one of these resonates with you or does more than one resonate with you? Take the quiz and find out at thecatchgroup.com slash quiz. 
And I have been really excited to see those that have already taken it. There's been hundreds and hundreds of leaders that have already taken the quiz. And in a future episode, after we get more data, we'll revisit it and break down some of the most popular results and the actions that that folks are taking. But until then, take that quiz because the best part of it, it's not just the quiz, it's fun to take a quiz, but the best part of it is an action plan. So there's a step-by-step guide that helps you work through the next steps in your learning journey and career journey based on the category that you get in your results. So go take the quiz, but most importantly, go grab your action plan. So that was the first episode of the career series. The second one, we focus most on evaluating career opportunities with your values first. And as I had recorded that episode and I listened back to it when it aired, you know, I really wish that I had done that myself more earlier in my career. You know, instead I would like many women, I would look at a job description and I would see how my experiences stacked up against the job requirements and the preferred requirements, kind of like a checklist, you know, like I was evaluating my credentials against the job description and I've done that more times than I'd like to admit. I I didn't apply to lots of jobs because I just didn't meet the requirements in my eyes. Um, I'm using air quotes. <laughs> and um, and I've shared very candidly two experiences where I almost didn't apply to a job. And spoiler alert, I did end up applying to those jobs and I ended up getting those jobs. But you know what I'll never know about? I'll never know about how it would have happened for all those experiences that I never applied to because I didn't apply, right? So I can't tell you about what would have happened in those situations because I disqualified myself. But I will tell you that I disqualified myself a ton by not even applying to begin with. So in that second episode of the career transition series, I walked you through a way And that way that I teach my clients to center their values first, to see if that job opportunity fits them, their values, how they want to grow, how they want to lead in that, in that organization. And then in the third episode, just last week of the podcast, that one's a really important one. And as we shift, you know, as you shift from one opportunity to another, there's a lot of self-reflection that a lot of us don't do. And in that episode, I'm asking you, what are you going to leave behind before you go to that next role? So some of us have had either traumatic workplace experiences, toxic work environments, not great managers. A lot of us have had some really poor managers or have experienced things like sexual harassment or racism, or at the very least feeling undervalued, underrecognized and misaligned. And in that episode, I walked through an exercise of self-reflection to unpack those heavy bags that we are all carrying out of our last opportunity, metaphorically speaking, so that you're not bringing all of that with you to your new opportunity. So whether you left your last job voluntarily, or if you were laid off, or if you just needed to get out before you got to burn out, That episode is a really important one to listen to and to reflect and to take action on. So for this last episode of the career transition series, I'm going to walk you through something that I think is integral to any kind of transition and that's support. 
We all need support. You need support, especially in transition. So whether you're just starting to think about your career transition or unless you're already knee deep in it, actively networking and searching for roles, or if you're on the other side of it and recently just started a new role in any one of those situations, you need support because career transition can feel lonely. Yeah. So you might be comparing yourself to others. You might feel like you've lost your way. You may feel like you don't even know where to start. It can just feel very overwhelming. You may feel some days at the top of your game. Like I have got this, I am going to land my dream job. And then in the next couple of hours, you might feel completely the opposite. It feels like a roller coaster. There are so many ups and downs. You can talk to your partner or your BFF about it, but sometimes it feels like that's the only thing you're ever talking about. It's all consuming sometimes. You may be feeling like it's even taking forever to find your next role. Like, when will it happen for me? And in all of this, you aren't alone. So many of us are in this same place. So in this episode, I want to highlight a couple of clips from a few of our previous episodes to highlight these points and to, to walk through why support's just so important. So first I want to highlight a clip from episode 94, redesigning your career for more impact with Allison Woodard. And this clip you'll hear Allison talk about how she utilizes her values to create a filter for what to say yes and no to, but also about the expectations that she had for herself on finding her next right role. We all get pulled in a hundred different directions and I love any sort of like uh, break the cycle work, right? And a lot of times that shows up in nonprofit, you know, world, primarily it shows up there. And, you know, I just recently got asked to join a board and the, the board wasn't really in that impact, break the cycle capacity. And so I said, no. Um, that I was honored that they reached out and I would love to advise if they had a couple of things they wanted to send my way. Um, but I would rather dedicate time and mind space to something I'm truly passionate about where I could put my finger right on, on the impact. Yeah. I love hearing this kind of stuff so much because it's, it's like just tangible examples of how you're making values aligned decisions. And none of those decisions were a hundred percent wrong. They wouldn't have been, you would have made them work and you would have figured it out, but would you have been fulfilled or would it have been the exact right opportunity? Probably not. And so you were able to kind of use your values as a filter for some of the ways that you spend your time, the role that you might take all of those things. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was actually talking to a um, longtime mentor this week about it and, you know, about like what is next and, you know, what what makes sense at this stage, et cetera. And I was really candid with her. I said, I really thought at this point, like something would have just fallen in my lap, right? Like, you know, and she she said, 
no, she was like, you're, you're doing all of this work and this focus on values is what we were talking about. And she was like, so you've created a filter for what is next. And she's like, so the more work you do in this space, every day you should wake up and go, oh my gosh, I am one day closer to perfect alignment. And I just love that lens of it because it's really easy to wake up and go, oh, right, this is hard. But instead it was the, the confidence of waking up and going, the work you're doing right now really matters and it matters for the long game. You're thinking a little too short term. So what I loved about what Allison said, this idea of creating a filter for what's next, and she's that much closer to complete alignment because she has clarity for what she wants. It may take longer to find that next role. And I think that's true for a lot of us. And I think it's something that we need to be aware of, especially as you get higher in in your career, it may take longer, but the more work that you do in this journey, you're closer to that alignment. And it's, it's really hard sometimes to get out of that short-term thinking, but I love the reframe to the mindset of doing this important work is going to be better for the long game. So Allison described her experience in her career transition. Another voice that I want you to hear on career transition is from episode 71, negotiating your career advancement with Madeline Mendoza. And in this clip, Madeline gives advice on internal career transitions. I love how she gives practical advice from her perspective as a human resources business partner. At the start of any job, get a copy of your job description, right? You're, you, have, you want your job, you want your job description that lists out at that point in time, everything you're responsible for. And over time, as you start to see your role evolve, develop, you're taking on new projects, new tasks. Those are indicators that you may be ready and in line for promotion because now you're taking on a lot more. And here is the proof because I have my job description and I've been I've been documenting and outlining the change that has been happening. So that's something uh, an employee could do for themselves and really take ownership of that. Because if you're going to wait for your HR partner to do that, it's definitely in our jobs to oversee all of that. But most HR business partners at companies, like we see a client group, like, right. We don't work with just the one person. We have a, a group of folks. So having that relationship, like it's up to you to nurture that relationship and it's up to you to track that progress for yourself. And then when you have these conversations of like, look, I think I'm ready for promotion. I'd like to have this conversation and here's why. And again, data doesn't lie. You could really outline what you've been doing, lean into your supervisor, your manager as well, and have these conversations. This should come up in your performance reviews, which happen on an annual basis, but you should also be meeting with your manager either monthly or even weekly. I would challenge it. Like it should be a weekly conversation. And again, you are just constantly nurturing this line of communication between all of these folks. You're right. Like business partners have a whole huge client group, but the ones that, you know, the people in that client group that actually there's like usually a handful (laughs) that are really savvy. And then they have like a, they just have touch bases with you or they bring you to coffee or you connect on something. You might volunteer for something that's HR related, um, whatever it might be, just to keep connecting with HR, I think is just a, a huge benefit to employees. 
And then knowing the, the cycle, like, so at certain companies, they do promotions maybe twice a year. And exactly. it's really hard to get them out of cycle. It's not impossible, but you're a lot more likely to do it. And to get it in that cycle, it takes several months, right? Exactly. To say, hey, this is what we need to do to get visibility, to get approval, to, you know, talk to all the people we need to talk to, to set it up, to do a job evaluation, all the little steps. And so, like you said, those um, meetings with manager and HR are really important to check in, especially when you think you are ready and knowing what that process is and what it looks like. Yeah, that's excellent that you bring that up. It really is like planting a seed. That's what you're doing. And by you bringing it up, you're planting that seed and it will take some time and every company is different. And if you are ex excited and feel aligned with a company, I think it's worth waiting it out. And, and again, just continuously having that conversation, continuously proving, you know, why it is that you are ready for promotion and just letting that, you know, that, that plant grow, right? <laughs> as cheesy yeah. as that sounds, it really just is about kind of going with the flow of the process and, and just showing up consistently so that when that day does come, you're, you're full blown ready for that. So the themes here so far on, on some of these clips are that career transition is a journey, whether you are seeking a new role externally or a new position at your company, it's a journey and you're nurturing your career over time. You are nurturing yourself over time. And here's the thing. You are not alone in that journey. And this is a transition period. It's just that a transition one point in time of your amazing career. And one thing that I know that has helped me during periods of career transition is peer support. So research has shown that social accountability plays a significant positive role in your likeliness to achieve a goal. So what does that simply mean? Simply stated, it means that your peers can help you achieve a goal. So in one study from the Association for Training and Development, you are 65% more likely to meet a goal after making a commitment to someone else. And success is increased by 95% if you set a deadline and share regular progress. But it isn't just, you know, telling one person who you tell about your goals matter. So peer support is a really great and important source of motivation because you can discuss your goal, you know, where you get deeper in it and you're asked questions. You have a shared understanding, you know, with your peers and it's a place to solve. Really? It's a problem solving space. It's a place for celebration. It's a place to keep you on track. So in episode 74, building your accountability crew, I talked about the importance of finding the support you need from peers and mentors. Let's listen to a clip of that episode. Have you ever taken an employee survey that asks you if you have a best friend at work? It may sound weird to be asked that at work. Like why would a company ask you something like that? Well, because it's tied to performance. This is a common survey item that is asked um, in many companies and with research done by Gallup. It shows that employees who have a best friend at work tend to have higher workplace engagement and more engagement usually means higher performance from employees. 
So not only is that beneficial for you, you're more engaged, but it's also beneficial for the company that you work for because that will lead to high performance for them as well. So you may have a best friend at work. And if you're anything like me, there may not just be one person. There's a crew, a group of people that you go to for different perspectives. These are trusted peers that you can confide in and who confide in you. I call this my catch crew. And I talk about this in my book, Values First. Now, if you aren't familiar with the name of my company, it is called the Catch Group. And I may have mentioned before that I am an indoor rowing fanatic, so much so that it is in the intro to this podcast. There are a lot of indoor rowing machines on the market, but I love my water rower because it simulates pushing through water, except I'm not rowing in a boat. I'm just either at the gym or at my house. So what's even better is that in rowing, there are so many analogies that you can make in leadership and teamwork. And in rowing, generally in a bigger boat, you most likely need a crew and you all row together. And if you don't row together, you basically end up going nowhere. So within the values first framework, I call your crew, your catch crew. These are people that you can count on for multiple perspectives. They are the people you want to have in your boat with you, metaphorically. You work together, you push each other, you set goals together, or at the very least, you share your goals. You are cheering each other on. You might be commiserating about the grueling work situation, but no matter what, you've got each other's backs. So support from others especially those in the same circumstances can help us reach our goals. So whether your goal is to get more aligned in your current job or to find a new role at a company that values you or to build boundaries so that you don't burn out of the job that you do love so much or the industry that you love so much, or maybe you're starting a new role and you want to establish boundaries and keep them. You need support. And I hear from many of you individually through LinkedIn or Instagram, or even um, the clients that I work with and individual and group coaching. I see so many similar themes across so many individuals that I coach leaders that are in different stages of their career or even in different countries. And, you know, I want to, I want to bring you all together. And so I'm really excited to do that so that we can support each other. So I'm inviting you to be in my catch crew. I'm launching the catch crew. It's a space to hold you accountable with the tools that you need to build an intentional career. I want to be in your boat to row in the same direction as you to be the support for you on your journey, along with a lot of other ambitious leaders who are reaching towards similar goals as you. The catch crew is your go-to community for putting your needs and ambitions front and center. We're going to hold each other accountable so that we reach our aspirations. But most importantly, we're going to make sure that we take the steps that you need to get the life and career you want. So what is the catch crew? Like, what is this community going to look like? What are we going to do together? So first and foremost, we're going to have monthly catch up sessions with me. And so we'll meet in our private zoom room for accountability, feedback, and a place just to ask questions. Think of it as office hours with your own career therapist. That's me. 
where we'll focus on the next right steps to support you in your goals or in your career transition. So you'll learn from me, but you'll also learn from the experiences from your fellow crew members. You're also going to get help to just keep you on track and to keep you accountable for your goals. So we'll send monthly emails to highlight different tools packed with exclusive resources for catch crew members. Do you remember um, the second episode of this career transition series? I highlighted at the beginning of this one, this idea of highlighting how to evaluate career opportunities with your values first. So how do you do that? I taught you how to do that in that episode, but I've also built out a worksheet and exercise to help you do that. And so it's a, an action packed PDF and it's only available to catch crew members. And that's just one example of some of the amazing tools that you'll get access to. So while I'm talking about tools, let me tell you also, I am very excited about as a member of the catch crew, you'll get 24 seven access to my collection of career building tools. So this is the only place that you can get access to values first, the course. So you all know that, um, I have written a book called values first, and now I have also built out a self paced video guiding you through the values first framework of my book values first. So it's a, a course to get you through the pieces of the book. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I don't know about you, but after reading different books and you know, I read lots of books and they have like tons of different actions to take and I'm reading it and I always think, okay, I'm going to read the whole thing. Then I'm going to go back and I'm going to do the exercises. Rarely do I ever do it kind of in tandem. So I don't know about you, but I don't always go back and do the things. So if you're anything like me, you can now just go through the self-paced course that we've boiled down to the most important exercises and, and reflections and go through it either from the beginning or start with a lesson that you need most. For instance, do you need to build a new boundary? Then start there. Do you have a recent conflict that you need to get through? Start there. So it's all there in one place for you to learn and work through the content that you need whenever you need it. And we'll be adding new content every month to give you the tools that you need. So the catch crew will also be a place that you can even get behind the scene content from this podcast and other exclusive stuff. So for instance, we've put in a few of the video episodes from conversations with our guests like Amanda Knox. You don't just get access to the audio, but you can get access to the video too. The catch crew is a place for you to build your intentional career and to get support and accountability along the way. I'm most excited about creating this space where we can see and interact live. So don't worry if you miss a session, we'll have it available for you to watch as a playback, but I'm just excited to be able to help and support you reach your career goals. So I'm extending an invitation for you to be in my catch crew. Go to the catchgroup.com slash catch crew to sign up now and join our first catch up session in March. I'm so excited for what this crew will do together and the things that we'll accomplish in our journeys and not just for the short term, but for the long haul. I want you to be in my catch crew. And what do I mean by that? I mean, I want to hold you accountable. I want to give you feedback. I want to see you grow to see you gain clarity. I want to see you build boundaries. I want to see you prioritize yourself. 
I want to see you keep your boundaries, especially on those hard days. I want to witness you make decisions aligned with your values. I want to see you celebrate your accomplishments. I want to hang out with you live. I want to know about that new promotion. And I want to hear about that tough conversation that you had with your manager. I want to be here to listen. So join me and some other peers on the path to career and life fulfillment. Go to the catchgroup.com slash catch crew to join the catch crew. I really enjoyed this career transition series, and I hope that you found it helpful and actionable. And remember, wherever you are in your career journey or transition, your leadership belongs here. You belong in the C-suite. I want to thank you so much for listening to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. If you are enjoying this content, please remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. By leaving a review, you are helping others find this content. We will be featuring five-star reviews on air in upcoming episodes. Editing and support for the podcast is done by S&E Podcast Management. To get more tips and tools to help you live a life guided by your values, go to thecatchgroup.com. Keep your boundaries and take care.